Welcome to the Achieve Results Nutrition and Wellness Podcast, the ultimate guide to feeling and looking your best. Join me, your host, as we embark on an exciting journey to discover the power of nutrition, exercise, sleep, recovery, and mental performance. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and uplifted as we uncover the secrets to unlocking your full potential and living your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast, a wellness warrior, or just looking to improve your overall well-being, this is the podcast for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to elevate our performance together. Okay, here we are. I'm very excited to have as the first official guest on the Achieve Results Nutrition and Wellness Podcast is the only guy I would have as the first guest. On Saladino, obviously a great friend and mentor of mine for the last probably, I don't know, coming on six or eight years. Time flies. It doesn't feel like that long, but it has been. Actually, feels longer. <laughs> no, and I'm going to say what? That's not an insult. That's I feel like I've known you for 100 years. I don't know. For sure. So, obviously, I always say you, you don't need the introduction. I probably need more of an introduction than nah, you do. But, you know, let, every, let all the listeners know who is Don Saladino. I'm a fitness professional for 25 years. I owned a few clubs in New York, started a digital business back in about 2010. I had massive amounts of successes and an even more massive amount of failures. And fortunately, was able to pivot pretty well. During COVID, my 15-year leases expired in New York City that May of 2020. And I had an infrastructure in place and it really allowed me to focus on something that I wasn't able to focus on. It was great to see you make that same pivot. And I think now we're doing what we're doing and continuing to try and build and most importantly, have fun while we're working and while we're helping people. Totally. Yeah. And to be honest, that's why we're sitting here today is obviously me and you stayed in touch. You challenged me to get more into the virtual world Yep. and then really challenged me to go all in on the virtual Oh my God. That was such an, (laughs) I'll never forget the conversation. We were at Organic Crush. We were sitting by the window. You were telling me where you were working, what you were doing. We got personal talking about what you're making. And I think I threw a pretty aggressive number and said, listen, 18 months, I bet you're way outperforming. And you really did. I think you actually outperformed what I said you were going to make. And that to me was, it was not about money. It's about building something. Like people don't think is a wellness, a fitness and wellness professional. 25 years ago when I got into this, building something would be building a gym. Now you can really build a culture, you can build a following, you can build a community where you don't necessarily need to be on top of people. And I think that's what you've done beautifully. Yeah, 100% no, and it, it has obviously just being around you and having the influence of you has just been a game changer no, I appreciate for me. So, Thank you. Yeah, man, and that's literally the reason why we're sitting here, right? It's just, it's all part of the process. And so I'm happy that you've mentored me through it. So you talked a little bit about, yeah, the good old days. So tell everybody too, because you got an interesting story, right? Everyone knows you as like a, the celebrity trainer, but there's always the the backstory right so there before tony robbins was tony robbins you had to do a lot of grinding and it's no different for you i'd love to get a little bit more of your background and yeah. just really the, your growth through the industry over the years yeah so i graduated college in 99 and i dreams like like you had with hockey i dreams of baseball going on and i did just not at the capacity that i hoped for and i remember at a really young age of about 21 thinking to myself what can i do where i'm going to stay connected to being able to work out it was literally that simple I need to be around the gym and what can I do? And I'm thinking about things like being a cop or an FBI agent or just anything that would allow me to be in this element. Never really thinking about being a coach. It just wasn't something that was talked about back then. It's my mom of all people. I'm sitting having a conversation with her and she's, aren't there trainers? Aren't there coaches? I remember saying to her, yeah, but they don't make money. 
She said, don't worry about money. Like, you got to follow your passion at this point in your life right now. You got to follow what you love. The rest is going to work itself out. You can focus on trying to make as much money as possible. People aren't successful and they're miserable. Miserable. You've always been good at things. And that was, uh, well, you've always been good at things. And when you put your mind to something, you've always found a level of success. So that for me was like this big, was this big curtain that was lifted. I think I, I think that allowed me some freedom and that's allowed me to let my guard down and just say, you know what, go after this and try to be exceptional at it. So I remember going and getting a job at Equinox back in 1999. I remember going off to the very Equinox Fitness Training Institute. I remember going off and taking a seven or eight month training course, which you never even hear of now. Everything's online where it was hands on. I started learning about this stuff and I was obsessed. I was already obsessed. So for me to go study this stuff and go to work and clean up weights, I was never thinking to myself, oh, I got to clean up weights or I have to go spot this person. I was like excited about it. I was excited being there at 9, 10 at night. I was excited to have to be in it opening at the opening bell at 5, 5.15, 5.30 in the morning. I was excited to do that. And I never, I think, once thought about my future in the sense of, am I going to be able to make enough money? Am I going to be able to support a family? I was 22 years old embarking on a career where the ceiling was pretty low at that time. Trainers weren't making a ton of money. I think the first year I probably made 25 grand and I worked my face off. I was doing 30 to 40 hour sessions a week on the training floor your first three years, a lot on top of studying and doing all the stuff and commuting, cleaning up weights, knocking it. It was a lot. So I, it was funny because I look back on it now and I think so many people aren't present in what they're doing and they're already jumping ahead and like, what if I don't do this? Or what if I, I'm going to have to make money and support a family one day. And I'm just like, God, like you, you don't know what's going to happen. You can go off work at a financial institution and get laid off. Like you could have been someone who just started at Lehman Brothers back in 2006, 2007, and your career there is going to be short lived or Bear Stearns. Like we don't know what's going to happen. You could start a business and out of nowhere, another pandemic can hit. And next year, everyone's, think about anyone who started a restaurant during that time. That's catastrophic. Like, how do you survive? I think the reason for my rant right now is that you got to have a feeling about something, or I feel like to be great at something, you got to have that feeling. You got to be invested in it. It's work. We work hard. Like I told you yesterday, I wrote one program. It took me like four hours to write. It was, and that was something that I started, it was way more than four hours, but sometimes you're on something and you're like, oh man, this is just it's work is work, but to get up every day and to feel like that you're creating something, you're building something like you're doing, I think is one of the ultimate gifts. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's, I think it doesn't really matter what your field is, right? Like you've got that passion and like that drive and it's what you know you want to do. There's people that, you know, you can make money doing whatever it is that you do if you're great at it, right? right. Great at it, you'll succeed at it. And that's the thing, right? The 3 a.m. wake ups, the trains into the city, the you've owned your own gym, it's the, like you said, struggling for like payroll and a lot of these behind the- It got dark. Yeah. It got really dark. The time I was at Equinox from 99 and 2000, that was easy. It really was. Like, fine, I wasn't making any money, but that was easy. Like you show up to work, you train who you need to train and you go home and you do the best to support yourself and pay your bills. And we're, it's, that was easy. Like starting a business and not knowing, like in the city, leasing 15,000 square feet in Soho, that's challenging. Like, I don't know too many people who on their first venture is going to go do that. Like that, my, I think my overhead a year was almost 2 million bucks. So I had to make $2 million a year just to break even. These are things that most coaches or most people are going to be a little bit hesitant of doing. And was it the fact that I was ignorant, stupid, just say what you want. I had balls, like whatever, however you want to put it. I think it was a little bit of everything. 
Because going, because I think that level of ignorance, in a way, that level of being naive actually played to my advantage. Though we made some poor decisions early on with the lease that we suffered with for 15 years, when you jump into a wall, and a boat drops you off three miles offshore, you better swim back. Like, it's like, you have no chance. Sometimes people are like, until you get thrown into that environment, can you do it? Can you not do it? I don't know. Like, you're going to have to figure it out, but there's only one way to go right now. And I think that's what happened to me. I got dropped off so far off sea. It was one option. It was sink or swim. And when you're put in that situation, you have to figure things out quickly. The most creative moments of my life have been when my, my, my brother, when we were business partners at the time, we'd be sitting there in our office going, oh my God, we got to come up with a hundred grand in the next 24 hours or 50 grand in the next 24 hours. And having to literally have that conversation for a year straight, we let a lot of money on fire where we had to pivot our business when that whole financial crisis went on back in 07. It forces you. It was an education that most people, you could be in Harvard Business School, you're just not going to get it. Yeah, I don't care. Like pr pr professors that like, unless you go through that stuff and unless you come close to missing 37 consecutive payrolls, people, why don't you get out of it? Maybe it was a poor decision. Like when you go personal on something, you better figure out a way to swim. Because right. that landlord in the city, there's no conversation. There's no, can you help me out? Or can you relieve me of this $3 million? No, they're going to come after you. They're going to go after your house, your family. And it's a really, it's a tough situation to be in. So I think now going through that, I wish it on no one, yeah. but in a way, looking back on it, I wouldn't be in a situation now if I didn't go through that. Yeah, totally. And that's a perfect like segue, I think, into a little bit of your training philosophy and stuff too with people, right? Because you pick up these life lessons and it's funny because they work together, right? You get the life lessons and then that helps you with the fitness lessons and then yeah. you get into the fitness and then that helps you with the life aspect, right? Yeah, you're so, right. And I, obviously we have a close relationship, so I see the way you coach people and I think you do an awesome job of that, right? Where there's a lot of people where it is almost like you got to talk them off the ledge a little bit. You got to do a lot of motivation for them. It's people that have been struggling for a long time. And like the majority of people in the fitness industry, they may not totally love it, but they know they need it. And you're one of the best I've seen at doing the whole motivation factor and having people leave the gym or leave the workout every day feeling like they've won. I'd love you to cover a little bit more of that and your philosophy on that. We're coaches. Do we have a right to get frustrated? We're humans. All of us have a right to get frustrated. But I think as a coach, we really have to have a level of patience with, with people. Probably the thing I've... God, maybe early on in my career, I wasn't patient in business or something would happen or you'd get into an argument with someone and you just would be like so panicked and you'd have to have the conversation on the spot and you wouldn't be able to wait or you wouldn't be able to think things through. You'd be reactive. But I think that was one side of my life, which I think I've improved. But early on, having that level of patience with the client was something that I think I was just born with. Like I understood at 21 years old, which is crazy. It's probably the first time I'm actually admitting this. I understood that someone coming to me at 35, 40, 45 years old, they were in a vulnerable position and they haven't been good at this or they need a little extra motivation or they need something to help. Or maybe they just, they're looking at you as added value where they just, you know what? I could do it on my own, but with Don, it's better. So I think by me recognizing that, I knew early on I was the authority. I knew early on that no one that I worked with was going to do it better than me, and no one has. It's, most of the time as a coach, are you going to have someone come work with you that knows more about nutrition? It's a rarity. It's going to be rare. Am I going to have someone that I work with come in and they're either stronger than me or they have more of a knowledge of the human body? It's very rare. It just is. Like when you make this your life's work and this is your craft, I'm not saying it's not possible, 
But I think recognizing the individuals coming in that they are here to teach me, help me, that's that's something that's always been well that I, it's always been well received on my end. I've always been like, oh great, let's I'll take as much time as you to help out. The one area of my life is now is I'm not working with people one on one. I got calls daily. Would you work with me or what area are you in? I'm like, I don't take on one on one. I take on special projects. For me, that's fun. When I haven't been oh athletes, celebrities, not necessarily. You see me work with John Albacoco in here, five hundred and twenty five pounds. And that was a special why? Because I knew I can make a change in his life. I knew this guy was near death. Yeah. He was about to be hospitalized. Couldn't walk 400 steps a day. Look at his numbers. He walked 38,000 steps last week. No kidding. Yeah. So I have a board up here right now. John walked. John went from in May walking four to 600 steps a day to completing 38,000 steps. Our goal is 42,000 a week. We still haven't hit it yet. We're working on that. Yeah. And his body composition changed. So to be able to make that type of change is fantastic. Having, you know, no offense here, but having Mrs. Smith call me and, oh, would you work with me twice a week? And I want to look better for us. It's not what I want to do. It's not where when I have Blake or Ryan or someone prepping for a movie that I'm really close with, Annie Hathaway, someone I'm really close with, who I have a relationship with, Sebastian. Yeah. Yes, these people happen to be celebs, but that's what I was working with in my gym. And those are the people I'm continuing to work with. When they're like, we need you, let's go. It's go time. Bang. And I can commit the amount of time I need to that. Can't commit my time to 30 to 40 hours a week training people, or I'm sorry, 40 to 60 hours yeah. a week at one point. You evolve in business. You have to, it's a tough thing to do. It's difficult to this day when I get a call from an A-lister and they're like, hey, heard great things. I need you. And you're like, thank you so much. I can't. Yeah. And it's not because I'm big timing them. It's because you got to evolve in the business. And I think at a certain point, you got to figure out where's my time best spent. Is it time, is it best spent working with this person to get them ready for this role or am I better off focusing on 9,000 people in a group yep. and seeing the percentage of people that lives are changing and exactly. that's more scale. So for you in business, I mean, it becomes tough because you got to make some difficult decisions sometimes as a business person yep. and that can be challenging. Totally. Yeah. You brought it up there, right? We obviously during COVID and having to switch a lot of things virtual, you created a pretty incredible group. So we should probably give a shout out to the challengers. It's much, yeah, it was my group, but now they're very, they've adapted to you very nicely. And you've been on two retreats so far. You're going to do our third in Mexico. Still have a few open slots, which I'm actually, I can't believe how it filled up. Having those two weeks, I, I think we probably have 130, 100, 130 to 140 people. I think we could fit probably closer to 160 and it's in July. That's fun, but I think you saw it down there. I think you saw the sense of community and people showing up want to improve. And that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. And I think that's what's been so cool about going virtual, whether it's for you doing the virtual, yours is a wellness focused thing. You do a lot of, obviously training is the number one thing, the workout programs, but there's also a lot of stuff in there that you're giving people. But what's the difference for you now that going from that gym scene where your clients walked in, they were there with you for one hour, they walked out, and we used to say all the time in the gym, right? It's what are they doing the other 23 hours a day? Now, with the challenger community and with the online and virtual, and even with my coaching of people, and we have the ability to communicate more through the groups, and there's just a little bit more accountability and that sustained like contact. And what's the difference you've seen in the ability to like, you're training them, but there's also a lot of like daily communication from everybody. Yeah. I, when you were in a gym and you'd see the person come in, obviously 
there's a lot to be said about that because you'd always, I think probably one of my best gifts of being on the floor was with five seconds of walking in, I could look at the demeanor of a client and be like, okay, this is what we're dealing with today. And my ability to be able to adapt to dealing with that person, I thought was probably one of my best qualities. Yeah. And it's when you think about it, you're working with someone, I don't care if they're a high power politician, a celebrity, an average Joe, whatever it is, you have your good days, you have your bad days, you're taking a call and you're in the cab or you're getting out of the subway and you get bomb dropped on you and then you walk in and you're like, all right, my, my head's not here. For me, it was about allowing them to leave feeling successful. That was my business plan. And I thought it was that simple. It was, it is that simple. If I could just get that person to where they leave that session feeling like a different individual, it was like that line, if you build it, he will come from, uh, from uh, Field of Dreams. If you build it, if you build it, he will come. If you build it, they will come in the sense of if I do a good job and I am able to supply this service, that's my business card. That's how people are going to be talking to me. And it worked. It worked. I got rid of my book 10 times. Every time a new trainer would come in, every coach at Drive, sit them down right now. Every single coach at Drive, I handed people to whether it was Eric with Scarlett Johansson, whether it was Chris Wickes with Jerry, whether it was you, or it didn't matter. Every single person I ever worked with, I handed off at some point to a trainer because for me, it was important to see them making money and see them feeling successful. And I was like, I'm confident. I'll rebuild my book. You could send me right now into a crunch. Today, a New York sport club today, I'll have a full book in a week. And that's, it's, People get too salesy. They're automatically thinking about the session being bought. And I'm like, no, think about giving them a value add and then walk off like you don't, you're not expecting anything. Oh, by the way, try this. Oh, not selling you anything. Hey man, nice to meet you. Hey, how are you? Bye, hi, hi. You spend five, six, seven months padding that relationship. These young kids in there are just too excited. And they see dollar signs walking in and you can't see that. You need to see opportunity. Instead of looking at dollar signs walking in, you need to look at opportunity. How can I help this person? Because when I help this person, they're gonna talk about it to 10 of their friends. When he or she walks into a party and they look so much better and they have confidence and people start asking, you look amazing, what are you doing? I'm gonna be the topic of conversation. That's what I thought about. And it was that simple. But I never once in my life, never once tried to sell a package. Someone asked me about it, I would bring them, all right, these are the options. But I never once turned around and said, you wanna buy? No. Like that to me is, no, be exceptional at what you do and they will come to you. They will look at you as a necessity over a luxury. A trainer most of the time is looked at as a luxury. Well, it's expensive, do I have to pay? You're out three nights a week, spending 100 to $150 a night on a dinner, let's lowball it in the city, $100, yeah, $100 dinner in the city, where you find that, $300 a week. Do you have to go out? Like, trainers in the city are around the same price, $100, $150. I don't even know when I was charging that amount of money, it was so long ago. You get what I'm saying, but you allow them to leave there saying, God, Don is a necessity in my life. Don is helping me clean my side of the street. Adam is helping me to where I function better at work, I function better with my family, I am more confident. I walk into a business meeting. I feel more whole. I have a better sense of self. That's what this is about. This is not about, oh, I want to lose some weight to show my abs. No, this is your, in a way, Tone said it, my, my training partner, 
part of your survival. Yeah. But people don't look at it that way. They look at it as something selfish. Oh, you know, I don't have time. I have a wife and kids. Like I told my wife early on, this is part of me that like, if you try and change, this ain't gonna work out. I told her, and I love my wife. This is, if I don't have this, I am not gonna be the dad, the husband, and the coach to thousands that I am. I need this and you need this. Yeah, totally, and that's a perfect segue into, so how, how do you coach people through that? You got people coming to you and that's what they need. They need a change in life, they need a change in routine, they, need a, they, they wanna feel better about themselves, look better. So where do they start? You gotta take a minimalistic approach, in my opinion. You gotta look at the fact, you gotta look at the individual coming in. I've had type A's coming to me where I'm like, have you ever trained? Like, no, I've never tried it. And I sit there and I'm having a conversation and they're like, I'm just one of those people where anything you put on paper, I'm gonna execute. Like, I'm just, hey, are you good at routine? I'm phenomenal at routine. It's like you start hearing people talk this way and you're like, all right, maybe they've never been introduced to this and you give them something easy and they're like, that's it, they're able to execute it. It's a rarity. But I think for the majority of people out there that want to want it, their goal, I've had, had someone say that to me decades ago. I just want to want it. Like how we come in here, like maybe we're not 100% motivated every day, but when we come in here, we have the switch, we're able to turn it on, and we always leave feeling successful. As well as I do, we always leave feeling successful. It doesn't mean we're breaking personal records, but we're always leaving feeling successful. I think what we have to recognize is the individual coming in and then saying like, why am I gonna give a program to someone that's gonna be tough to accomplish when they just have had no track record? Your goal as a coach is to build this level of consistency. Your goal as a coach is to be able to introduce something that you know they're gonna be able to accomplish. You want them to turn around and go, I can't believe this. I can't believe the results, how I'm feeling. And it's not a big deal. That story about my friend John, who came into me about the top two abs. It's the funniest story I've ever heard. For those of you who probably haven't heard it, a buddy of mine came in years ago and he's like, I just want to see my top two abs. And I'm like, what a bizarre request. And I'll tell the story to the day I die because there's something important to take out of it. So we went through his nutrition. His training was fine. We needed to adjust his training. We went through his nutrition. We made some minimal tweaks. And in three to four weeks, he came in. He took his shirt off and he's like, I don't get it gave me wasn't a big deal. I didn't believe in it. I followed it to a T. I'm still happy. I'm not depriving myself of certain things, but look how much leaner I am. You can actually see the lines coming in here. And then he said, what's next? And I was like, dude, you're done. Bang. And that's what it's about. If you could show someone a level of progress, that's how you drive motivation. It's tough to stay motivated when you're sitting there and you're just failing, failing, failing. It takes a special person to keep going. It's, it was tough to do in business when you're sitting there for 15 years getting your face kicked in and you keep going and going. It's a tough thing and I hope most people don't have to go through that. But with fitness and wellness, if what you're doing isn't working, you don't always blame the coach, you don't always blame the program, but you gotta blame the approach, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's that simple. Like, all right, how you're approaching is wrong. I gave up alcohol. Like, you gave it up for two weeks and then you collapsed. Like, <laughs> You went from drinking five days a week to none, or you were having chocolate cake every day, and then you said you're giving it up indefinitely. Why don't we just give it up six days a week and give you yourself a little reward? I thought that's not the best. We're not going for the best. We wanna show you what's improving. And maybe we get you to where your goal is from keeping it a night of drinking and removing chocolate cake six of the seven nights a week. Maybe that's allowing you to be successful. That's coaching, in my, that's coaching in my opinion. So I think it's our job to be able to recognize who we're working with and then be able to determine how are we gonna give them something where they can find a level of success
to where they want to turn to us and stay consistent and then say what's next. Totally. Yeah, and I think obviously you do a great job of that with, with all the challenges that you work with. Obviously, you got a lot of different people, a lot of different fitness levels. So I think that's one thing where that is huge, right, for everybody to uh -huh. understand that it's not always about picking up the program and hitting every single set and every single rep and not being able to walk for four days afterward or something like that, right? I think the progress is the thing where people, a lot of times, they just want to dive 100% into something like you said, and then they crash and burn two weeks later, and it's just that kind of cycle on repeat. And right. In my opinion, there's no such thing to uh, an easy or a hard program. Like, I've had, I put programs up that are very simple, express workouts that take 30 minutes, and people are like, oh, there are only four movements in it? This looks too easy. It's, to me, that's one of the most foreign comments I've ever heard. There's no such thing as easy. I could bring someone in right now, we can goblet squat, and if I want, I can assure you they'll leave here 20, 30 minutes, half dead. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Totally. And that's, that does not determine a good training session. That does not determine, it's not, we work out or we train. Tra working out is breaking a sweat. I always say training is approaching something with some purpose. Now, there are times I like to work out or just go for a run and do something mindless. And to me, that's meditation, that's therapy. But for, uh, I think there's a lot of frivolous, I'm gonna grab from here, grab from there. Imagine in business. Imagine, I got my buddy Bobby back here on the treadmill who was in finance for a long time. If Bobby went into work and was like, oh, let's just try throwing money into this. Yeah. Like it's probably, it's maybe once in a while you're gonna hit a home run, but like, Statistically, you're probably not going to be that successful. Why are people doing this? With why are they just frivolously waking up and say, "Oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat or whatever. I'm not gonna plan or oh, you know what? I saw this great Peloton workout. I'm just gonna grab from that. It's okay. Like maybe once, maybe certain people are like, oh, I'm doing great and I look great and my energy's great. I'm like, all right, then don't fix it. If you feel that good about yourself, don't fix it. But I know a lot of people out there that are taking that approach that are frivolously throwing balls in the air and hoping for something to stick and wondering why there's not change, we gotta take a different approach. Yeah. You've gotta map things out a little bit differently. You gotta plan a little bit differently. And I always like to say, when we get on a program, there are other programs that are gonna be great. Commit to that. Yeah. Learn about your body, whether it's for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. Commit to that. Learn something from the program. And then if you're bored or if it's not working, or unfortunately, if someone gets hurt, those are the three times I say, it might be time to switch out. For sure. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. I was actually having this discussion with my clients yesterday too. It's just not jumping ship too early either. I used the example, hopefully my wife won't mind, but when she started her new job, this was like six years ago when she first got into her outpatient physical therapy. And I remember her coming times the first month crying because it was overwhelming. It was hard. It was super busy. And she was just getting overwhelmed, right? And she had, an she had the decision to make where it was like, okay, you quit or you stick it out. You ride it out, you get better, you get used to what's going on, you adjust. And she said six years later, best thing she ever did was stay sticking around there because she's learned so much, she's grown so much, she's had these, all these great opportunities because she stuck it out. And that first month was an absolute grind. Yeah. She came home upset consistently, but she stuck with it. And now she's riding high. She's on the backside of the mountain kind of thing. Yeah, listen, it's tough, right? And this is where you and I are sympathetic to it. It's tough sometimes where if you're hearing something your entire life, or there's a misconception like, oh, I gotta drop calories. I gotta just keep dropping calories. 
at a certain point, a lot of you watching it, you're like, oh, I've dropped calories and I haven't lost weight. Why are we continuing to drop calories then? Just because some nutritionist is saying, if you want to change body composition, you need to be in a deficit. That's false. It's clearly false. I don't care what anyone says. It's false. We have driven calories up strategically. We have seen improvements to metabolism. We've seen improvements to body composition. We actually have seen weight loss. We have. So why are we saying that you have to be in a deficit? You don't have to. Sometimes it works. Deficits need to be earned. Yeah. I always say that it needs to be earned. But if you're someone that is in a deficit a lot and your blood sugar levels off and you're battling with evening cheat meals and your blood sugar cravings are all over the place and your energy levels diminishing and your body composition is diminishing and your sleep quality is diminishing. Why are you going to continue to go in that same direction? You got to think outside the box. So Guys, a lot of this falls on you. I think it sounds tough. I always refer to his coaching moments and someone might say, oh, wow, he's being an asshole. No, this is on you. And that's why I fell in love with this industry. There is not too many things that you could turn around and put an effort into and almost get receive something in return. If you are educating yourself, if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, the right coaches, if you're taking advice, my friend back here who was in finance, he could years on a stock or a product and you don't know, hey, the markets can, no one's got a crystal ball, right? But this is one of the things, and granted, there's health issues and God forbid someone's diagnosed with something that a lot of times can be out of our control, can be. But I think this also comes down to the person who's trying to make cha change, the trainee surrendering a little bit and coming in and saying, you know what, clearly what I've done hasn't worked. And it's funny because sometimes Oh, I got on this diet and I lost 20 pounds. It worked the best for me. I'm like, I thought you said you put it on 20. Yeah, I put it back on. I said, it didn't work. It didn't work. Like it worked short term. It did not work for you. Let's be clear. Let's accept that first. It might've worked. It was not your long-term approach. You got to surrender. You got to come to me saying what, that's why the best clients I've ever worked with. This is where I have to get to. What do I need to do? I am in your hands. I will, those are the ones where immediately you're like, okay, maybe we can move the needle here. But those days where I would sit down with someone and I would, they would start arguing with me, which happened 15, 20 years ago. I fortunately don't have to be in that situation anymore, but I know how to handle it. Now it's like, I've really, yeah, I've got to the point now where, you know, you've got to be willing to make that change. I'm not going to be sitting here with a pair of pliers trying to feed you if you don't want to, if you're not buying into this. Yeah. All right, and I, I got to ask, right? You mentioned cleaning your side of the street. I know that's your thing. Always. And I stole that line from my therapist that I went to probably 15, 20 years ago. I used to see a therapist. I thought it was one of the healthiest things I ever did. Was there any major problem? No, I needed to talk to someone. I was going through transition with work, things, and I was just getting, I felt like I was getting a little aggressive and I wanted to talk to someone. It was a line that he dropped on me. Clean your side of the street. You have to make sure the things in your life are in order. If I am not healthy, if I am not feeling good about myself, if I'm not getting my meals in, if I'm not training, my side of the street, that's trash, that's garbage. I need to make sure I am, in a way, most people would consider it selfish. I think it's selfish to not take care of yourself. Because for the new parents out there that are saying, how do I get my kids to follow a healthy lifestyle? Dude, you're not doing it yourself. One. Act as if, like my son Donnie, my daughter Amelia, I never forced them to get into the gym. I never said get into the gym with me. They saw me get in. I almost tried to push them away from it. My daughter makes very good food choices. My, my son's 14, he still 
he's a kid, they're kids, but they still think about it. And that's all. That was more than I was doing at 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Now they get a workout in that Amelia comes in to me, what's something healthy I can eat? I'll say, all right, what are you in the mood for? Let's try it. I'm not going to tell you to eat something that's boring. I want her to eat something that's enjoyable, that's, that she's going to relate to feeling successful with. Now where she's going to eat something that tastes like cardboard, she's like, why do I want to do this? Like, she should be able to love her food, enjoy her food, and be able to feed her body the nutrition it needs. So as a parent, act as if by you not turning around and taking care of yourself, I think that's the most selfish thing someone can do. Because now you're letting your family down. Your kids, you're not leading by example. You're setting a poor example. And you know what? Unfortunately, you're jeopardizing your own health. And there could always be more of that risk of them getting a phone call one day saying that something bad happened. So for the be, oh, you know what? I don't have time because of my family because of work. It's a very selfish response. Everyone has time. I've gone to the gym at three in the morning. Sounds ridiculous. Was I tired? Yes. Did I have an option? No. Could I have taken the day off and gone the next day? No, because I was traveling and I had things going on. I knew I had to get it in. I was training this. I was not training this. For me, it's about the, okay? Yeah, no, totally. I think that's the big thing, right? It's, you can only, you gotta be your best self personally, right? If you're gonna show up as your best self for the people around you. So right. I think that's huge, right? And obviously that's, to me, and that's where this whole thing comes. It, it's, the training is great. The nutrition is great. It comes down to the wellness and the lifestyle. And it's, I think it starts usually with people with a goal, like, hey, I wanna lose 10 pounds, or I wanna lose 15 pounds, or I, I wanna get healthier for my kids. But then it always evolves into the feeling you have right the sense of accomplishment the energy the what's the word i'm looking for the confidence right and it always evolves into that and i think if we can evolve it into that for people or for people that are listening to this and trying to improve their own lifestyles if you can evolve it into that where it's yep. it's not like a, oh man i gotta get this 10 pounds off it's not a fear right it's more out of like confidence and just that feeling of wellness that you get from doing it long term then I think you've got a real game changer there. Yeah, and Tone said it today when he came in, we were my training partner. We've been training together almost 20 years now, and it's, God, how are we going to show He said he was going to get to until 2 in the morning last night. He's out. It's an hour ride to get out here this morning, so he had to be in the car by 7, which means he was probably up at 6. He got three, four hours sleep, if he's lucky. Couldn't even tell on his face. He showed up now. Could he have slept in? Could he have done his training session later? Maybe. Maybe he has work. Maybe he has other responsibility. One night of sleep, is that going to kill him? No. But he understands that this is training his mind. And to be honest with you, he pushed. Yeah. He, did you see him on his second set? Like he got six reps the first set, he got eight on the second. He's digging deep. His energy's high. That's why he's 61 years old in better shape than most 20-year-olds. Because he's approached this from here. And this is not 80% nutrition. 17% training, 3% supplementing. Guys, it's really simple. It's one basic number. This is 100% mental. It is. It's not, you can't put percent. This is 100% mental. This comes down to the decision you want to make. If you want to make it, if you want to be a little bit patient, if you want to get in there and be consistent and focus on consistency over intensity and you show up, you're going to do something special. And then you're going to turn around and then you're going to look at this as part of your survival. This is gonna be something where it's harder to take off. It's harder not to do it. People used to tell me, live a little, have some pizza. I'm like, I live a lot. Like, I have a great lifestyle. I love my life. I love how I eat. I love how I train. I love how I feel. That to me is very important. When I wanna go have pizza, I'll go have pizza. If I do that too much, 
To me, that's not living a little, that's living less because I am not feeling good about myself. To wake up every morning to feel great at 45, soon to be 46 years old, to be turning around and moving the weight that I move and as active as I am, it's something that I'm really proud of. Yeah. I think it also comes down to who are you surrounding yourself with? And that's important. Like in life, is my business world has expanded, my social world has diminished. And it's not because I'm chasing people away. It's because there's people I want to spend my time with. And we have similar values. And it's not important for me to go out and get drunk on a Friday night or do the things that we did in high school. That's not what makes me feel good. It'd be more fun for me to get a group of people together with our kids and go do family yoga on a Friday night or and then go take a shower and have a healthy dinner door dashed in where we're all sitting around the table talking, drinking mushroom tea and doing all these things that for me, it's like, it's part of that fun. It's part of that experience. It's part of me waking up the next day feeling good about myself. That is, to me, that's what, that, that's what living is. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. And that's one thing I usually try to work on people with is re routing i guess our understanding or our story of what living really is because current society living is yeah going out getting hammered up on a friday night eating a bunch of pizza going out for margaritas and nachos and all these things people attribute that to like their sense of living and to me like exactly everything you just said right living for me is being able to travel around the world and do crazy hikes that I have to be in shape to do or else I wouldn't be able to do them. Like, yeah, I was impressed with the one you did in Hawaii. What was that, 11 hours? Yeah, I was that, yeah. I was yeah, but that's, I mean, that's amazing. But let me ask you a question. When you were standing on the top and you were having, the, they, they were, I saw the picture of you with a glass of wine in yeah. your hand and it's you, your wife, and a guide. Yeah. And you're sitting up there with a sense of accomplishment and you were tired and you felt a certain way, but you wouldn't have changed that feeling for anything. No, never. And never. that's what we look for. That's what I need you guys to look for. My friend Bobby back here, who's getting back. Bobby, give a thumbs up over here. Get back in the routine. He's been consistent. He's getting in here. I told him early on. I said, just get in and do the work. I don't care if it's at a 50% intensity. I don't care if it's at a 40% intensity. I don't care if the rest time says a minute and you're taking two minutes. I don't care. I want you to relate a feeling of success with moving around and coming in here. And if you know what, if the gym isn't in the cards for you today and you're like, I just can't get there, challenge yourself with a walk. Take the stairs every time. Walk home from work instead of taking the subway. Do something that is going to allow you to say, you know what, this wasn't my ideal day from a training standpoint, but man, I made up for it in, in, in other ways. And once we start thinking like that from a society and we start, stop looking at things as a failure, oh my God. I was perfect for three weeks of my eating and I blew it on Thursday night. I'm like, that's not blowing it. Yeah. Like last year you went out five days a week, entertaining, drinking, eating, which you know is pretty common in the city. Yeah. Times 52 weeks, so let's keep it simple, times 50 weeks a year, that's 250 days that you put yourself under the blowtorch. Yeah. You just told me you went three weeks without anything and then you went out Thursday night and you had one night. So in those three weeks, you would have had 15 nights. Now you have one night and you're looking at that as a blown opportunity. I don't, I'm looking at that as part of the program. We're just trying to get you to improve. If we could take those 250 days from last year and bring that down to 50 days, who's saying that we can't get you to a great spot? Who's saying that we can't improve your blood panel or improve your sleep quality or get you making better decisions? 
or changing your outlook on life, waking up with more energy, producing more at work. This is all, we are looking for perfect. There is no perfect. It has never happened in the world of health and wellness. There has never been anyone who has been 100% successful along the way. People get sick, people get stressed, people decide to, they don't have access to clean food. I'm eating an In-N-Out burger by choice, by the way, when I was in California. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my, I don't eat fast food. When I'm in the West Coast, I love having it. That's something I enjoy. Like, I think of that as an advantage. I look at that as something positive. I'm not looking at it like I shouldn't have had it. I'm like, oh, wow, great. I just put something in my body that was really high calorie. Then my metabolism now has got to work through a little bit more. And it's shocking things up in my body a bit. And then it's keeping me more motivated mentally because now I can't wait to get back the next day and eat the way I've been eating. And I enjoyed myself and I'm happy. It's Let's stop looking at these moments as negatives. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one huge thing too, right? Where it's it's like... Think of, it's like taking a vacation, right? If you were on vacation 365 days a year, it wouldn't be a vacation anymore. It would just be life for you and it wouldn't be that exciting, right? But same thing with the meals, like you're talking about the In-N-Out burger, right? If you're going to do that every day, it's no longer exciting, it's no longer enjoyable. When you're treating it as like that vacation or whatever, that meal off or whatever, it's exciting. You can appreciate it, you can enjoy it. And then you move forward, you get back into the plan. And then when the next time comes up, for you to take that little vacation or whatever. Do it. Want, think about it. Do it and enjoy, enjoy it. it. Do it and enjoy it. It's every cover I got ready for, the only difference really was me dialing my macros a little bit more and eliminating cheat meals, which to boot wasn't a big deal. It might have been back in the day, maybe it was a day. Later on, maybe it was just one meal. But by eliminating, it, 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 it's comical sometimes because you should be able to have a cheat meal. But if someone wants to get photo cover ready, photo shoot ready, if they're natural, and I find if they're not on anabolics, so hopefully if you are, like I hope, I hope a doctor's right, that's out of my, that's out of my scope. Um, yeah, the cheat meals add up. Like you're going to retain water. Like when I remove them, I'll wake up every day and I'll see more veins in my chest or my abs. And it's like this thing kind of, morphing in front of you. That's where, from a weight loss standpoint, it was like the first week of every shoot, I'd probably lose between five and seven pounds of water because things are so tight. One day and you just see yourself start tightening up. And then after that, maybe the next three, four weeks, I might lose a pound. And, but my body makes such change in those three weeks. A lot of us are gonna panic and just start removing more nutrition, removing more carbs. And then performance starts dropping and then your body can get flat. It's not, we're taking the wrong approach to all this stuff. We need to train our metabolism to burn more efficiently. We need to train our metabolism to be like a fire. We want to throw more wood on that fire so that fire is blazing more hotter, right? I want that fire burning as hot as possible so when you go on that vacation or you go out to that cheat meal, your body just rips through and it doesn't even know. When I went to Italy on my honeymoon for 10 days, I lived off of pizza, pasta, gelato, and red wine, and I lost, I think, close to eight pounds. Yeah. People were like, how is that possible? I wasn't eating as much food. Now, if I did that for two, three months, probably gonna have a problem. Things are gonna happen with my body, but I felt like I got a little softer, I retained some water, but I actually lost weight. And by the way, who's saying the number on the scale is relating to a level of success. Cause most of you are going to look at that and say, well, that's great. You lost weight. No, like I, the foods I were having were not as nutritious. It was less calories. My body was used to burning. And in the short term, I got into a deficit and I was able to drop, yeah. but that's not one of them. My healthiest, my healthiest is not. That's why I've always, I created this line called NSV non-scale victories that I use with my challengers. And we try and focus on things that are 
non-scale related victories. Don, I got my steps in today. I hydrated today. How about this? I looked at myself in the mirror and I felt good about myself. I was happy. I went and laughed. I got into the sunlight a little bit. I walked in my backyard barefooted. I went out and I, I did some good for, these are non-scale victories that I think in time, as we focus on these things, they're going to relate more and more to your level of success with health and wellness. Absolutely, man. No, and that's the thing. I think that's, you said it really well. It's all about the process and it's all about finding your way throughout it. And it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. But at the end of the day, the work still has to get done right. and the consistency needs to be there. And I think that's obviously what you're so great at, obviously with yourself and then with the people that you're working with. And the cool thing now is you're able to do that with thousands of people at one time. How can people get into that challenger community? Oh, great. I'd go to DonSalvino.com. Thank you. And I, I launch challenges every month. So about a week before the end of the month, you're going to, you could sign up for the challenge. You're going to receive your program. You're going to receive your nutrition guide. You'll have access to me five days a week. So you can ask me questions Monday, technically Monday through Friday, and I'm going to answer them in five videos. So if you ask me a question about whatever it is, I'm going to give you a video response or a response in the comments. So it's like you have your own coach. And we bring on, like tonight, I'm bringing on Jen Cohen to discuss her book, Bigger, Better, Bolder. Jen's a good friend, an entrepreneur. She's got a great outlook on just life and fitness and wellness and being an entrepreneur and all these amazing things. And bring people like Adam on you know, to answer questions and educate the challenges. Because I just feel like team. It's like, it's important to have a team. I'm never trying to be a jack of all trades. I had Dwayne Jackson on last, Dr. Dwayne Jackson on last week. I'll bring on breathing coaches. I'll bring on sleep experts. I just, I want to give you guys access to the best people around. Adam's my guy. It's an honor to have him a part of the team. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be a part of the team. And also you mentioned Don Con, So I feel like we got to talk about that a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> no, man. It's awesome. I know you guys are almost sold out for the year, but I know you got a couple of spots. A few spots are still available. Listen, we had, I didn't want to leave last year. No. You were the same way. We'll see how two weeks is. I, it was a lot of work on our end, but I think it's very satisfying for Adam and I. That's our gasoline. When we see people learning, improving, absorbing, when we see the community working together and improving their own lives and improving other lives, it's a beautiful part of our business. And I think that's part of what drives you. Yeah, this is our living. This is what we do to make money. But being able to do better and to be able to make a living off of that, I think it's the ultimate gift to be able to call your job. Totally. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about it, the thing, obviously, you're, it's your challenger community. So you're a little, you've got a lot more contact with them. For me, being a part of the last two, it's always crazy to see how everybody shows up and it's like a family. It, feeling type of event and the coolest thing about it for me is like obviously you're in pretty like high performance world when it comes to training i come from a fairly high performance background but you get to the when i got to DonCon, it was really that eye opener of like man fitness is for everybody and there's people of all different skill levels there's all different body shapes sizes ages whatever it doesn't matter ethnicities yeah, yeah. it's just like, it, was it was a melting pot it was a melting pot we had 15 different countries show up and it was incredible. People that I've never met in person and you just walk in and you hug and the next thing you know, you, you pick up like those Zoom calls. Like we're all familiar with each other on the Zoom calls and then you're sitting down having breakfast, lunch and dinner with people and people are laughing, people are crying, they're going through life experiences. And at the end of the day, the one thing everyone there has in common is they just want to improve yep. and they want to feel good about themselves. There's not one person there that would say, oh, I don't want to improve and I don't want to feel good about themselves. This is all about happiness. We're doing this because we want to feel happy. 
we want to feel good about ourselves and hopefully that will trickle down to your family members or your friends or your coworkers or your, your boss or your employees or whatever it is. It's like you want that to become contagious and you want that to become a domino effect. Yeah, it's special for us to be a part of it. I'm psyched for the two weeks. If you guys are watching this, come join us. It really is. Even for me, it was a reset. You get home and the motivation changes, the outlook changes a little bit, your perspective on things change a little bit. There's always experiences there that you leave from a bit smarter. 100%. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, anybody listening, if you haven't gotten in on that yet, make sure you do because that's literally a life-changing event for a lot of people. So that's a pretty cool one. So yeah, man, well, I appreciate you being on. And is there any other ways people can find you? Sure. I do so many posts with Adam anyway. So just <laughs> DonSal.com. My Instagram is DonSal. If you guys have a question, fire it off to me. Adam's my guy on nutrition. I think my advice to everyone is remember the non-scale victory line. Remember the stuff takes time. And remember what you might look as a failure really is a success in my book. It's okay. You're attempting it. You may not be successful at attempting it, but you're at least attempting it. You gotta, you gotta give it a shot. And then if, when you attempt it a several amount of times, and it doesn't work. Then we got to find a better way to do it. So I think just the fact that you guys are approaching it and trying to show this level of consistency, I think is special and uh, yeah, hope to meet you in person. Cool. Thanks Don. Hey buddy. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The information shared on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be used as a replacement for the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Additionally, the opinions and strategies discussed on this podcast are those of the guests and host and do not necessarily represent the views or endorsement of the podcast or its creators. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.